Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Eagle Hour. Bob Getty, Luke Johnson with you from the First Bank Studios in Laurel and Hattiesburg. We're glad you're on board with us this afternoon. And we have got a full show to bring you, so we're going to get started uh, here momentarily. Delonte Hill, basketball coach for the Golden Eagles, is on the show today. Joy Lee McNellis, the women's basketball coach, joins us as well today, as well as Patrick McGee, from the Biloxi Sun-Herald. The opening segment of the show, as it is every day, is sponsored by Dickey's Barbecue Pit. Proud supporters of Southern Miss Athletics and, of course, uh, the university itself and the Eagle Hour. We thank them for their support and encourage you the next time you have a taste for barbecue, make sure it's Dickey's. All right, Delonte Hill is an assistant basketball coach uh, for the Golden Eagles. We're delighted to have him back on the Eagle Hour today. And, uh, Coach, you got a little news about the tournament uh, upcoming, share with our audience, if you will, uh, what you know at this point about the Conference USA tournament. Uh, right now, I'm hearing that we're going to play Rice on next Tuesday. I'm not sure of game time yet. I think they're still working on uh, makeup times and just trying to figure out the TV situation part about it. But right now, as of now, we got a rematch against Rice, who who clipped us early on, and and we're looking forward. We're licking our chops, trying to get back to it. You know, we were talking earlier this week about about baseball and how hard it is to win three consecutive games and sweep a team over the weekend. Isn't that true in basketball? I mean, if you're Rice, if you're the coach of Rice, don't you have to be a little concerned about playing a team that you did beat twice, but they battled you both times, and now you got to do the same thing a third time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, if I was them, I'd be really concerned. Um, we put a we put in a new attitude. This is a new season. Uh, we, we there's no starters at this point right now. Uh, we all grinding and and trying to get better and look forward to trying to get in that conference tournament. And I mean, why not us? Why 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 shouldn't we went, go in there and win five games in a row and continue our season? Right. Real quick note to our listeners: I forgot to mention this at the start of the show. Another sun fade. Uh, we're expecting. Uh, to last uh, a good while today, about 14, 15 minutes, you can go to supertalkhattiesburg.com, supertalklaurel.com, and uh, pick up the show when the sun fade takes place. Or, of course, you can catch up with what you missed uh, tonight on a podcast. All right, Lou, get in here with uh, Coach Hill. Coach, uh, this last weekend against Florida Atlantic, kind of both games went the same way. Uh, You get outscored uh, in the first half, and then you outscore them in the second half. Kind of seen that uh, continually with this team. You just get behind um, early in, in the first half and have to claw your way back. The resilience for this team has been unbelievable. What can you do in the tournament to not get in, in so uh, big of a hole in the first half? Oh, man. We, it was, it, this weekend was crazy. In, in the second game, we got down. And then we came out the second half and coached Toronto at halftime. And we came out and we guarded. We stopped them seven straight times. And we made one free throw in that stretch. <laughs> so it's hard to overcome playing hard and, and defending when guys step up and miss one-on-ones and miss free throw. So we just got to calm down and execute. We kind of get so um, over-aggressive defensively trying to get those stops that we got to calm down and relax when we get in point-blank layups and free throws to kind of can help us continue to build on the momentum. So we've talked to our guys a lot about just you got to play hard and aggressive on defense and you have to relax offensively so we can make some baskets so we can be rewarded for, for, for the aggression that we, we're giving out on the defensive end. Only eight players available on Friday. Uh, a whole lot more played on Saturday. Saturday was an exciting game uh, from from Tay Hardy, a career high thirty two points. Uh, he just had everything going for him Saturday. 
it all, man. Once he got the role, I mean, it wasn't like we were calling different sets for him. He just got in that groove, and we just we just rolled with him. You know, we just asked the maximum effort on defense and offensively. We kind of let it flow into – we let the guys take control of the offense and flow into to situations offensively. But, um, you know, the thing with Tay, we just need that to be consistent. Um, and we tell our guys all the time, it's the way our makeup of our team is that we don't have a guy that we know is going to get 20 to 30 points every day. So we got to play off right. one another and share the ball and let it let it evolve. Don't force it. Don't come out hunting your offense. Let it evolve because it the ball goes in, that means everybody's happy. Uh, it doesn't mean who's shooting it, but everybody gets happy. So we just got to be patient with the uh, patient with the offense and let it kind of evolve. Coach, uh, Coach I, I did want to. I want to ask you about this. Uh, I'm sorry, Bob. Just could you mention looking back on next weekend or last weekend? You know, there was a, a kid who's been in the program for quite some time, Clay Weatherspoon, and he gets the start on Senior Day in Reed Green Coliseum, and he hits that three pointer. And it's just one of those things that it means so much. I know not only to you as a coach, to him as a player, but but the team. Seeing a team respond to a senior who, you know, basically gets his first career start and uh, hits his first career three, that was really cool to see. Oh, that was electric. It was electric. We were so happy for Clay because he's earned it. It's not that we, we wanted it to be luck. We we say Clay earned that right to go out the right way, make, jumping up, making a shot, being really involved in, in, the, in the rotation because he brings it every day in practice. And, and sometimes – uh, the fans don't understand that and see it just because probably talent-wise he's not as good as the other guys, but as far as the approach, he's, he's, he's as good as anybody. He's, he's basically a coach on the sideline for us. He knows what's going on. He, he helps talk to the guys when they come off the bench and scout and report or scout team. He, he knows what he's doing, and he holds the guys accountable. So it was just good for him to see him, him, him and Jeff Armstrong as well. Jeff hadn't played much, and we, you know, we put him in. He dives on the floor to get a loose ball. You know, he jumped up, he made a free throw. He, he kind of helped us. If you look at the plus-minus numbers when he was in the game, he was probably plus ten. That means he came in and he helped change the game, and and, and those are good feel-good moments. And 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 it's good to see that his teammates understand and appreciate that as well. That is good stuff. Uh, Coach, a couple minutes left. Uh, your your thoughts about the season? I know you you're disappointed, undoubtedly in the in the win loss record. But what would be the message you have for Southern Miss basketball fans this afternoon? Uh, I would just say we well, we had opportunities in front of us that we we let go, and I, and that sometimes that come with. Um, new guys on the team. They don't understand the importance of the small details that we talk about in practice, and it's, it has to be a carryover from practice to the game. We just can't – it's not a light switch. You can't cut it on and off. we gotta got to be good at practice so we can carry over to the game. And I think they're starting to understand because we gradually have gotten a, lot, a little better each game um, understanding the detail, the scouting report, the, the boxing out, the diving on the floor. And we've, we've kind of gotten it gradually a little better, and we basically took it back to training camp this week. We said we're, gonna, we're not going to work on race until um, maybe not till Friday or Saturday until we do three days prep. Let's work on ourselves. Let's get back to doing the fundamental things. Let's work on passing. Let's work on guarding the ball. Let's work on rotation. Let's, let's work on second efforts. And um, practice has been really, really good. And they took the approach that it's a new start, a new season, and, and, and a new approach. And um, hopefully it can carry over till till Tuesday. Um, but you know, obviously the wins and losses—that's what you get paid for. That's what people want to see. That's why we keep score. 
uh, disappointed in that area. But with the with the renewed approach and the, the attitude of them not selling uh, and understanding that we don't think none of our guys book, book tickets for spring break. Sometimes you can have your team check out and you'll be like, oh, you're just ready for Mardi Gras or spring break. But we, we haven't had that approach or feel around it. So I feel good about going into next week. And a final question, uh, the spirit of the kids. Uh, sounds like they're still spirited and, and still fighting. Still fighting, still fighting. Um, uh, it's, a, it's still a lot at stake. Uh, we have we have something to play for. Um, and, and as Coach said, the best way we didn't earn our way into the conference. Well, we was given a chance, so take advantage of your chance because you never know when you're given a chance. If we would have earned our way, um, that would have been a different story. Now we're just going to try to take a, take advantage of the opportunity that was given to us. So we got to go prove that we do belong because we think we belong. All right, Coach, great conversation. We really appreciate uh, the input uh, that you've had on our show all year, you and all your uh, fellow coaches, and we thank you so much for that. We wish you nothing but the best of luck next Tuesday, and uh, let's go Let's go make it a disappointing end for the Rice Owls next week, Coach. Absolutely. Make sure everybody tune in for both men's and women's. We're going to try to make some noise for you guys. All right, Coach, thanks a lot. Coach Delonte Hill, everybody, assistant basketball coach, with the Southern Miss Golden Eagles. We're going to be talking women's basketball when we come back. Joy Lee McNellis, she's next. That's always fun. Hang on, Coach McNellis, right around the break. Back on a Wednesday on the Eagle Hour, appreciate men's basketball coach uh, Delonte Hill joining us. Eagles will play, looks like, next Tuesday against Rice out in Frisco, Texas. And uh, if don't have the exact terminology on it, but it looks like it will be a play-in game, seven versus six, and then uh, the that team would advance and play the one seed in the West. Second segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you every day of the week by our uh, our great sponsors at Campus Bookmark, located on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg, across the street from the University of Southern Mississippi. Everything you need to cheer on the black and gold. If uh, you're leaving Hattiesburg right now, getting ready to go to Trustmark Park tonight to watch the Eagles take on Mississippi State, stop by Campus Bookmark, get you a brand-new baseball hat, and uh, go cheer for, for the, the Golden Eagles tonight up in Trustmark. So uh, glad to have on this uh, Wednesday afternoon women's basketball coach, Joy Lee McNellis. We got coach yet, Bob? Uh, working on it right now, Luke. Okay, so... Ladies, uh, Eagles coach Joy Lee McNellis, uh, we'll get her on in just a minute as we look forward to tonight. Drew Boyd getting ready to take on the Bulldogs of Mississippi State tonight. State ranked second in the country. Golden Eagles at uh, four and three after taking two out of three from UConn. Looking tonight uh, to improve to five and three would be a big, huge win for uh, Southern Miss tonight. First pitch is at six p.m. And Bob, I think we got Coach McNellis now. She is with us, and Coach, it's always great to have you on the show. Welcome back to the Eagle Hour. Thank you very much for having me on. I really appreciate that. And you know, talking a little bit about baseball, you know, 
it's just, I mean, it is such a rich tradition in our baseball program. And going to Corky Palmer, to Hill Denson, to Scott Berry, they have definitely laid such a tremendous foundation in a successful baseball team. And as successful as they are, they took time to recognize me and had shirts made McNellis strong. And I just think that says a lot that they are caring not only on the baseball field, but they care for our community. And that's not something that is always instilled in our young people today, but family members have impacted that in their lives. But hats off to Coach Scott Berry to making that truly a family and learning to make a difference in other people's lives because they have definitely made a difference in my life. No question. Coach, you've been, you've been getting an awful lot of love from around the country in women's basketball, have. have you not? Yes, I have, and I am very grateful for that. Um, you know, God has really, really blessed me there, and people have really reached out from all areas of the country. And again, I just, you know, I'm very humbled by that. I don't know that I deserve all that, but I'm going to tell you, if I can get as many people to pray to heal my body, I am very, very thankful. I am God's grace is sufficient, and I'm just very, very thankful that he's going to see me through it, and I believe he will. No question about that. All right, Coach, I want to talk basketball with you for a minute. I, I want to talk about these freshmen you've had. We, we had a guy, a guy uh, that keeps up with Southern Miss sports mighty closely, uh, Heath Hinton, predicted on this show this week that in the next couple of years, the, with these freshmen you have, you're going to be you're going to be winning conference championships with this group right. of kids, and I believe that too. I mean, our five freshmen are very number one. They're unbelievable people, unbelievable people. Um, from their families have talked them well for respect. Yes, ma'am. No, sir. You know, thank you. They're just those kind of young people, and you know, they have different strengths. You know, now we've got to obviously continue to work and develop that as coaches, and we will do that. But the the potential of this group of five freshmen playing together, getting a year back, is simply amazing. And we just, I mean, because we played them a lot. I mean, Kyle Wormsley starts for us. Malia Grayson has started for us. Uh, Rose Warren, Raquel Gray has started for us. So there's um, a lot of things that we think have been trials this year, but I will tell you it's given those young players a lot of opportunity to be able to continue to progress. Emmy James is one of the freshmen that's, that's had a lot of injuries this year and has struggled, um, but I think she's a very, very talented player, and once she understands what we look for in our philosophy, because her vision on the floor is amazing. Uh, but I do. Um, I agree with his Benton. I think we've got a special group of freshmen. And also, I know you probably want to say a word about the older kids on your team as well, Coach. You know, we've got two seniors. Uh, we've got the junior class that consists of Kelsey Jones, who's been a starter, Deja Allman, that's been a starter, Destiny Smith, that's been a starter. So, you know, those three players, and particularly in that junior class, you know, must continue to give us more. They've got to. They have made strides as players. This year's been a real difficult play year for them. Uh, 
because our freshmen have really kind of stolen the show a good bit with them. Um, and so I, I have met with them this week and am continuing to meet with, with them in individual meetings talking about where you are now and where you want to be in just a short while. Less than a week, where do you want to be? What do you want to make? What do you want to do to make a difference in the tournament? What do you want to do in our preparation? Um, I just we just finished a meeting with them and I signed them accountability partners and how you've got to be able to hold each other accountable and those juniors must be able to do that. Our seniors, Allie Kennedy and Jaleesa Smallwood, um, they they have contributed to our program during their career here. And I truly think that the conference tournament's got to be a big tournament for them in that leadership role. We can't depend on our freshmen to lead us. They're going to be scared to death. That junior class and that senior class, that only has two in it. They've got to really step up. Uh, but I will tell you this. We do, as a whole, have a remarkable team. We've not had craziness like sometimes teams can have craziness. God has really, really blessed us this year with a fine group of young ladies. Right. Luke, get in here with our favorite basketball coach. <laughs> coach McNellis, um, the conference making the change where all teams will get into that, just kind of your comment about that. And we, we feel in this way it's kind of really the only way with, with teams getting stuff canceled. Look like your ladies, uh, if I got it right, maybe should take on North Texas in, uh, in round one. So just kind of your comments about – uh, what's what the tournament's going to be like and the, the change of the format where everybody gets in? You know, as coaches back in May on our teleconference, on our, tele, our video conference, we all wanted all teams to go to the tournament. We felt like that there were so many unknowns about this year as a whole. We were just had so much uncertainty, and we felt like if we could know on the front end that this was going to happen, then I think that it could possibly just help everyone relax a little bit rather than add, add that much more pressure, particularly on coaches. Um, so I'm very grateful that everybody gets to go because my belief is is every kid, a college athlete, should get an opportunity to experience a championship setting. And, you know, because those are memories that last a lifetime. I mean, those are memories that you'll talk about when you're 50 years old. And so my belief is, is for the student athletes experience, everybody should go. Um, so I'm, I'm very thankful with that. Very, very thankful. You know, who we're going to play, it could be North Texas. A lot is going to depend on what happens. I mean, that other side is just all jumbled up. You know, if North Texas wins this weekend, they can jump to two. Um, so we think also we've looked at Western Kentucky as a possibility. We've looked at FIU as a possibility. We've looked at FAU as a possibility. So what we're doing this week in practice, we're really working a lot on our matchup zone because a lot of people don't run a lot of different sets against it. And it'll give us an opportunity to be able to get settled in it. Then also in our defensive action, we're just guarding different sets different screening angles, different things that people run so that we can be in preparation for whatever is presented to us. But we will all be in the office Sunday morning very early. Uh, We practice that afternoon, and we've got to have a game plan put together in a very short period of time as soon as we find out. 
All right, Coach. Uh, can we get you back on next week after the tournament and uh, and uh, and let's see sure. where things are and uh, you know, give a wrap up. I look forward to having you being on with you guys anytime <laughs> you want me. Well, I am very appreciative of it. Well, we love hearing that, Coach, and uh, you're always welcome here. One last quick question. We've only got a few seconds left. I think our listeners would love to hear from you. How, how are you feeling, Coach? I'm really feeling really pretty good. Uh-huh. Travel is probably the hardest thing for me. Um, I just I, It just wears me out, to be very honest with you. Um, but other than that, like coming back, uh, we got in Saturday night. I walked house at 1.30 in the morning, and I'm going to tell you, I slept almost all day Sunday and right. went back to bed right. Sunday night, but, you know, as long as I am here um, and get a really good night's sleep because I go to bed a whole lot earlier than I used to, then, you know, I'm pretty good through the day. No, I, don't, okay. I don't wear out as much, but I, I'm doing okay. All so right. and, and, and we're glad to hear that, and we're going to look forward to having you back on the show here in the next week. Good deal? Okay. I appreciate it. All right, Coach. Coach Shirley McNellis, everybody. I mean that. Our favorite basketball coach, women's basketball coach at Southern Miss, doing a great job this year. Look forward to having her back soon. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Great talking to Joy Lee McNellis, the women's basketball coach at Southern Miss. Uh, Lady Eagles will find out after this weekend who they will be playing in the conference tournament. Keep praying for Coach McNellis. Great to hear from her today on the Eagle Hour on this sunny Wednesday from Laurel and Hattiesburg, Luke and Bob in the First Bank Studios. Third segment brought to you by 4th Street Bar and Grill located on 4th Street, 2505 4th Street in Hattiesburg. They had country fried steak today. Should have pork chops tomorrow, 895 and they are really, really, really good. Go see your favorite sports game. Lots to do. You may even see the one and only Kelly John Center at 4th Street Bar and Grill in Hattiesburg. Patrick McGee from the Bluxy Sun Herald joins us now. And Patrick, some big news yesterday. Governor Reeves uh, rolling back some mandates. And uh, maybe the next time we see baseball in Pete Taylor Park, maybe more people in the stands. Tell us about it. Yeah, it, it, uh, I think uh, at tonight's ball game in Pearl, you'll see somewhere around 50% capacity. And if I had to guess right now, I think that's probably something you know close to that maybe not 50 percent but obviously more than than what they've had those other more than the 25 percent they had through the first couple of series at southern miss i would expect uh most schools in the state to kind of ease into it on the baseball side not sure when they would get to 100 percent. maybe they don't get to 100 percent. but uh i kind of you know expected at some point in the season uh that obviously uh, they would improve on the 25 percent capacity it is a little surprising to see him go to uh straight to no limits uh, but I, I think we'll see at some point this season, whether it's April or May, we'll probably see uh, relatively full baseball stadiums in Mississippi. 
it's exciting news, and I think a lot of uh, non-season ticket holders, people like uh, my dad and, and other people that wanted to watch this team this this uh, this year, excited to be able to get out to the Pete. And I think it, you know, it's it'll be a, a great atmosphere against Louisiana, as as great as the atmosphere was against UConn against Lafayette next week should be great. All right, let's talk something about tonight. In Trustmark Park in Pearl, Southern Miss, taking on Mississippi State. First pitch at 6 p.m. Uh, State's ranked number two in the country. Eagles come in four and three. Mississippi State, of course, playing in that uh, that early uh, tournament out in, in Texas and then took two out of three from Tulane. Uh, what does Drew Boyd need to do? What do the Eagles need to do? And uh, kind of give us a little preview, your preview of this game tonight. Well, obviously, you got uh, Drew Boyd on the mound for Southern Miss. He threw really well in his first start of the season against a good team in Northwestern State. And uh, I think, you know, this week kind of stacked up pretty well pitching when you go from uh, Stanley to, you know, you get, you're able to move in Stanley, then you put Powder on the third, on the third game three, and now you're able to put uh, 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 Etheridge there on Saturday, and then you follow back with Boyd on, on Wednesday. And that's four really good pitchers, and you still got Gabe Shepard sitting in the bullpen. So, I think Boyd is going to come out and throw strikes. He's he's really shown from the fall into the spring that he's able to really throw pretty much every everything he has to offer uh, as a strike. So I, I think as long as he's able to stay down in the strike zone and, and uh, keep you know, Mississippi State somewhat limited, they got a shot. But at the end of the day, Southern Mississippi might have to hit. Uh, you know, you, you're on, you're, you saw a little bit more production production out of lineup last weekend and. Uh, that they've really got to keep going there and have some of these young guys really step up and hit the baseball. So if Boyd has a big day, Southern Miss has a good chance to win tonight. And Patrick, uh, how how good a hitting team is Mississippi State? Uh, pretty good. I haven't really followed their lineup that closely coming in, but obviously they're they're a team that's typically you know hits well against uh, <laughs> uh, you know throughout the lineup. You're never going to have an easy out. That's the way Mississippi State's always been. It's always made them good. So uh, I, I expect Mississippi State to come out and swing the bat well. Explain this to me. We talked about this yesterday. Mississippi State's a great example. They're ranked number two in the country in, in most of the polls, and I think Luke said their RPI was down around 70, uh, <laughs> somewhere in that neighborhood. How can there be that big a disparity? Uh, RPI early in the season through the first month really is pretty meaningless. Uh, really, when RPI matters is whenever you get into the middle of March and and then April. That's whenever you can kind of look at that and have some type of a measure. But uh, RPI right now is, is may as well just throw it out the window because uh, it's really hard to judge it whenever so many few, so few games have been played. But uh, State's a very good baseball team. The RPI really doesn't matter a whole lot for Southern Miss or anybody at this point. It's fair to say Mississippi State is always a good baseball team and. And I, I yeah. think it's fair to say that Mississippi State continues to be the bell cow in Mississippi. And uh, you just look at how many times they've been to the World Series, and that's what Ole Miss and Southern Miss strive to strive to become. Yeah, I mean, if you talk to a lot of kids from down in South Mississippi and elsewhere, you know, really their goal is, as a youngster and coming up through high school, their goal is to play, you know, baseball for Mississippi State. And there's a, a Logan Tanner from George County who plays catcher for State, and he's really in incredible as a catcher his arm is really unreal he threw you know 96 97 off the mound as a pitcher and now he's just gunning guys out left and right incredible athlete behind the plate state's always going to be able to to get the players in they need to compete for for conference and national championships it just really right. <laughs> over time it just hasn't kind of broke their way but they've obviously had teams perfectly capable of winning national titles yeah no question 
Well, it doesn't get any easier this weekend. Uh, you go from Mississippi State to Jacksonville State, and and I, I think a, a a guy that's maybe more of a casual fan says, "Oh, okay. Well, we'll get past Mississippi State and go sweep Jacksonville State." But they win a lot of baseball games, Patrick. The Golden Eagles are just playing a really tough schedule right now. Yeah, I, well, I like that they've really got quality opponents across the board. Uh, Jacksonville State, I've you know tuned in to watch a game or two of theirs on ESPN three or ESPN plus, and they have a nice facility there. It's it's it, I think they've had Alabama come in and play there. Uh, I think you know if, if Jacksonville State, it was a little bit tough to schedule this season, but I think Scott Perry and company. Uh, put together a schedule that will put them in position as an RPI squad at the end of the season. They, even if things go a, little, yeah. go a little off here for a couple of weekends, they don't win the conference and something goes wrong and they don't win the conference tournament, I think this type of schedule is going to be able to put Southern Miss in position uh, to where they can be that second uh, second or third team out of conference USA. So yeah. I think as long as Southern Miss keeps kind of continuing uh, to improve on the field and and play good competition, I think Southern Miss is going to be a postseason team. Just win the series, right? I mean, you can lose a weekend yeah. game. Just win the series every weekend. Right, and yeah, just two out of we, three. We, that's the goal every weekend. We should point out that this series this weekend actually replaced uh, the canceled series. Southern Miss was going to Tallahassee to take on the Florida State Simmons. Right. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's pretty cool they're plugging that in. All right, Patrick, a couple minutes left. Let's switch uh, – to football spring practice, Golden Eagles wrapped up uh, practice four today. You got a great article out this week, uh, exclusive content for Sun Herald subscribers. But a couple things from that, um, I, you you said this in your title that Will Hall's most important changes for the program may be actually taking place off the field. And you know, you, you talk to some players, and and it seems as if uh, when he's talking about positive energy, he's not talking about sitting around a campfire singing kumbaya. But there is a lot of positive juice flowing, and it's pretty evident from what the players are saying. Yeah, I, I think what you're seeing kind of more with time is how much the players uh, appreciate the way Hall, way Hall and his staff kind of go about their jobs and being clear of what they expect out of them, where they've got to be. And really on the field and in practice, you see it, you know, the, the post-practice high five, and I see Will Hall running around out there. Sometimes he'll break down and throw one of the, uh, the passes for the quarterback. Sometimes he'll, you know, he'll, it, you know, show a receiver how he should run a route. Uh, but everything's about being positive. Everything's about making a positive impact on on the players, and the players really having a, a positive and healthy relationship. And and it didn't always feel, you know, really positive all the time under Jay Hobson. Sometimes there were moments where it felt a, a bit, a bit, you know, off. Uh, uh, you know, it, it just didn't seem like that kind of team chemistry that you would expect. That kind of energy at times. All you had to do was look at the sideline at times, and it just didn't seem to be there. But uh, at least here early through the first few practices, you see that Hall is trying to take that in the right direction. I think the players are responding. The uh, the one thing I found interesting in that article is that Will Hall stands by the fact that he believes Trey Lowe can be a, and will be a Division One quarterback. Uh, this isn't just let me bring in the guy that I've known for you know eighteen years, T. Webb, and he's going to supplant. I think that a lot of that goes into the fact that Lowe was with this team during the lowest part and led them to that FAU win. So quarterback should be fun to watch this spring. Yeah, yeah, I, I think Lowe is kind of. Uh, established himself somewhat here early in the spring, but obviously T. Webb, just a, a freshman, he was at Louisville last year. He's still learning things as he goes. So, I think Lowe, if he has a, a strong spring, he really puts himself in a good position going into the summer. Patrick, this will be a better football team, won't it, this coming fall? 
We'll see. Uh, there's that potential. You want to. You would like to feel a little bit more confident in the quarterback position and the offense as a whole. You have. You know. You lose a Tim Jones. Uh, you don't have a Kevin Perkins at running back. They're a little small there. So some things to figure it out. But there's going. They're going to be better in a lot of other aspects in terms of communication and and how they kind of prepare from week to week. I think that's where you'll see improvement and the team can be better. Uh, but there's certainly gaps they got to figure out between now and the season opener. All right, Professor, your information is always right on point, and uh, I know that our listeners enjoy hearing you every week. We thank you and look forward to having you back on the show next week. All right, thanks, guys. Patrick McGee, everybody, the one and only professor from the Biloxi Sun-Herald, and uh, he keeps us up to speed. Been on the Eagle Hour every single week since the day the show started. Even on vacation, Patrick calls in when he's on vacation. So uh, you, you have to admire Patrick's dedication. Luke and I, Kelly's out today. Luke and I will be back to wrap up the Eagle Hour right after this. Southern Miss to the top. Final segment today on the Eagle Hour brought to you by DBAT and D1 Training on Highway 98 in Hattiesburg. Some of the great, best instruction you can get in softball and baseball in the Pine Belt. Spring break camp's coming up 15th through the 17th, dbathattiesburg.com. Luke Johnson, Bob Getty from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and beautiful downtown Laurel. Sunny, beautiful downtown laurel a uh, a great opportunity tonight for the golden eagles before we get to that just bring you up to date what happened last night uh in softball down in baton rouge number 13 lsu defeats the golden eagles lady eagle softball team 11 to 3 lady eagles went down seven to nothing in the second uh, scored some in the fourth and fifth but eventually um, dropped uh, the ball game they fall to 11 and five on the year heather hill third baseman for the lady eagles led the eagles two for two at the plate with a double and a rbi uh, tonight a game that should have been played on my birthday yesterday but uh, rain prevented it so Tonight at the Trustmark Park, the home of the Mississippi Braves, Southern Miss taking on Mississippi State. Golden Eagles will be the visiting team. Sophomore Drew Boyd, 1-0 this year with a 0.00 ERA. Of course, he's a southpaw, going to be facing a, south, a fellow southpaw, left-hander Houston Harding Jr. from Mississippi State. He's 0-1 on the year with a 1.69 ERA and first pitch at 6 tonight. Mississippi State leads the overall series 83 to 43, but Southern Miss has won the last four out of six meetings going back to the 2018 season. Southern Miss all time in Trustmark Park is 17 and 15, and they are four and five against Mississippi State. Bulldogs come into tonight five and two. At the State Farm College Baseball Showdown, they beat Texas, lost to TCU, and beat Texas Tech. And then last week, they defeated Jackson State, dropped game one in Starkville to Tulane, but came back and walked off uh, the last two games, 9-5 to five and 5-4. Five to four. So Bulldogs 5-2, and two, number three in the D1 baseball poll. Golden Eagles uh, tonight, Bob. 
it, it, it kind of uh, not scares me, but just bothers me a little bit that they're going to be throwing a lefty. Some of the lefties in our lineup and uh, see if Reed Trimble is, is back in there or Billy Garrity starts. And uh, I, I like um, what Christopher, Christopher Sargent, how he's been approaching. I expect to see Wayne at third base. Lynch's bat still isn't woken up and uh, probably expect to see Blake Johnson behind the plate. But, but Eagles, I think the key tonight, Bob, is that they've got to start better. They they can't wait to the fifth or sixth inning to to start hitting the ball. If Mississippi State, you know, doesn't allow a hit through four or five innings, it could be a long night for the Golden Eagles. But just expect Drew Boyd to pound the strike zone and Eagles need to play good defense. Well I agree. I think they have to hit the ball. I think they have to clean up the errors that they made uh, in the game Sunday. Uh, obviously I, I think that's an obvious point. You can't make errors and you can't waste uh, runners on base and not hit the ball and think that you're going to beat Mississippi State. Because you know they're going to be very, very solid. However, let me say this. You know, the Golden Eagles are over the over the Scott Berry era in particular have fared very well and have been very competitive every time they've played State and Ole Miss. And uh, so I think anything could happen tonight, Luke. But I think your analysis is right on the money. I think the pitching will be solid for Southern Miss. I think it's going to be a matter of getting some base hits early in the game, not stranding runners on the bases. Can't have a lot of innings where you have runners at second and third and, and don't get the base hit uh, if you're going to beat a, a baseball program like Mississippi State. What's interesting from the Golden Eagles pitching staff, they're second in the nation right now behind Kentucky in strikeout-to-walk ratio. Through seven games, the Golden Eagle pitchers have struck out 91 batters. Boyd struck out nine in his only starts. The Golden Eagles need to miss some bats tonight. Mississippi State led by Luke Hancock. He's a junior catcher already this year, batting three forty-six with three home runs, 10 RBIs, Tanner Allen also uh, hitting three forty six for the Bulldogs. Mississippi State hitting two sixty three as a team and have a three two nine ERA as a staff. So should be fun tonight. That's a great atmosphere. And uh, who knows if even if you don't have a ticket, remember they opened up the capacity to fifty percent tonight. There's got to be probably a, f- a few people outside or or check social media if you can't go. I had to actually sell mine yesterday uh, because we are we are unable to go tonight. But man, I, I'm going to be listening second half of the game. I got to speak somewhere tonight but second half of the game i won't be glued in and man it'd be awesome if we could beat mississippi state tonight that'd be fun there's uh really no question about that and you're right it is always a great atmosphere you know i'd love to see those games move to the gulf coast now that wouldn't be good for mississippi state i get it but uh wouldn't it be great to have state and southern playing down on the gulf coast and uh, even bring old miss down uh you know i just think those kind of games really highlight programs and in the state of Mississippi, there's really not anything much bigger or much more beloved than college baseball. So uh, no TV for that game tonight. Uh, ESPN Plus carrying the Friday and Saturday night games against uh, Jacksonville State. But you can uh, listen to it on the radio. And all we can say, uh, Luke, is uh, is go Eagles. Uh, knock Mississippi State down a notch or two, and it'd make for a really good Wednesday night, right? Well, it was what Patrick said a little earlier about uh, every kid growing up in the state of Mississippi, you know, wants to play at Mississippi State. You know, some people, you know, they they can just uh, shoot for the atmosphere, and you know, we we honor their mediocre dreams to to play in Starkville, and we all know that real baseball is played in Hattiesburg with that f- right. shot fired. 
I shall uh, I shall sign off for the week, Bob, and yes. I'll miss you guys the next two days. But go Eagles tonight! Beat them Bulldogs! Right, we're just glad, we're just glad Mississippi State has reached a level they can come to Jackson and compete with the Golden Eagle baseball team. So uh, have a good have a good weekend, Luke. We'll see you Monday. We'll be back uh, tomorrow at one o'clock. Until then, Southern Miss to the top. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.